0: Hallelujah. Alright, chapter 8, we're going to start there. In verse 11. Chapter 8, verse 11. The time has surely come, says the Southern Lord, where I will send a famine on the land, and not a famine of bread or water, but of the hearing of the words of the Lord. People will stagger everywhere from sea to sea, searching for the word of the Lord, running here and there, but they will not find it. Amen. This is a warning that the Lord's given them that there may be a time where it would seem as though the heavens had been shut up above us that the Lord would not speak or that is there anybody who has ever had a time in their life where they felt like that they were in just in the desert. Can't get a word from the Lord. Aren't hearing the Lord. He's not there. Where are you, God? David said over in Psalms, Lord, I sought you, but you would not be found. We're looking and searching. And have you ever had a time where you thought, well, man, God? You know, I always turn back and think, well, what's the last thing He said to me? And try to pick up from there. But, you know, the times that we have like that in our life, it does not necessarily mean that we're in sin. It does not necessarily mean that you've done something wrong, that you've stepped away or that you've turned your back on the Lord or that the Lord has turned His back on you. It may just be a time where He is staying silent, He's giving you time to maybe see what you're going to do. Giving you time to press in, seek, begin to draw near to Him. Isaiah 56, 6 says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. We need to seek the Lord not and not merely float through life and be blindsided by every new thing that comes our way, but that we would be seeking and ever presently drawing to the Lord to see what His Word is for our situation, to get the mind of the Spirit to know the things that are coming to us, right? How many of you know Though sometimes we wait and we think, well, Lord, I'm just going to wait on You. We're waiting for somebody else to fix the problem. We got a problem going on things in our life that aren't going right things in our life we know we need to create that we know that we need to do something about but we're waiting on somebody else to give us an answer or waiting on somebody else to show us the way to get over this hump or over this problem that we keep keep seeming to go around and around and around again that how many of you know that we're not waiting on the Lord to act he's waiting on us to act he's waiting on us to, on us to draw near we find a story over in 2 Kings. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. I'm going to lay some groundwork and we'll get the Lord's heart and mind here. 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 3. Begin there. Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why sit we here until we die, they asked each other. We will all starve if we stay here, and we will starve if we go back into the city. So we might as well go and surrender to the uh, Armenian army. If they let us live, it will be so much better. If they kill us, we're going to die anyway. It kind of sounds like, oh my goodness, you know, whoa, but that evening they went into the, well, you know what, let's stop right there. Have you ever been in a place where it's like, well, if I do this? It's going to be awful if I do this. It's going to be awful. I may as well do something. Then. That's what they're saying. They're sitting there by this gate. They got leprosy, and it's eating them up all over, and they're starving to death, too. Well, the couple of verses before that say that Elisha the prophet came and gave the word of the Lord, and he said that the next day that bread would be being sold in the gates for more. That bread and sin, that that bread and that silver and gold. We're going to be becoming a commodity. Well, they thought, you know what? We're sitting here at the gate. Some of us are sitting at the gate, starving to death in our spirits, waiting and hungering, thinking, God, if I could just get a word from You, but what does the Lord say? What did they say? Why sit we here until we die? Why, why, Why do we want to keep doing the same thing we've been doing? and expecting something else is going to happen, we may as well get up and do something. So they said, well, if we go into the camp, and they see us coming with leprosy, they're going to kill us. But if they spare us, then we'll be that much better for it. Let's read on and see what happened here. So that evening they went into the camp of the Ammonians, but no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of Aram to hear "'A chattering and speeding chariots and galloping horses "'and the sounds of a great army approaching. "'The king of Israel was hired, has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us,' they cried out. "'They panicked and fled into the night, "'abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else, "'and they fled for their lives. "'When the lepers arrived at the edge of the camp, "'they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine, "'carrying out silver and gold and clothing and hiding it. "'Finally they said to each other, "'This is not right.' This is wonderful news, and we aren't even sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, something terrible calamity may come upon us. Come, wait till morning. Let's see. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. So what happened? There was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land in the natural. There had been a drought. People didn't have what they needed. This is why they're sitting there starving to death with their leprosy because how many of you know in the in back in the bible days if someone had a crippling illness they would sit at the gate and they would beg alms they could at least get a beggar's wage and make it but how many of you know the lord don't doesn't want us sitting by the gate getting the crumbs and begging for just some little something that can get us through well if I could just you know just get enough for today the lord wants us to get up Begin to act. Go in and say, you know what? If I act, it might not get any better. But if I act in faith, bless God, the Word says that if we would act in faith, that we would receive the promises. Because what did Jesus say? He said, to everyone who seeks, they find. To everyone who knocks, the door is open. To everyone who calls out, they will be heard. Amen? And so... Speaking about the dry places, the hungry places, the the places in our life that are not fulfilled. Things that we've maybe asked the Lord for over and over. And we think, dear Lord, I'm I'm just, in a figurative speech, starving. This this thing, this place, this issue in my life is not being filled up. It's not being filled up. James 4.8 says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Verse 10 says, Humble yourself before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Church, tonight the Lord's saying, draw near. Come near. Get up from there. Don't sit and and wait for things to get better. Because they won't. If you stay in the place that you've been, but if you will get up and dust yourself off. God, you know what? God is a God of great mercy. He is a God. I'm telling you what, he, we wouldn't even fathom the links of the mercy and the grace that He extends toward us. You know, if we got what we deserved, we would, we would just be doomed to the hell that He prepared for the devil and His angels. But bless God, He sent Jesus. And just like we sent saying tonight, He's made a way. He's made a way. And He says, get up, and just come on, come on in, draw near to me. He's calling you, He wants you to draw near to me. But you know what, when we start to go through a tough time in our life, when we have that thing that just can't seem to get better, the first thing that we want to do is just sit down, some of us, and just have a pity party. We don't want to get up in the morning, don't want to do anything. Or we want to just turn, turn, turn from God, not as if we go and we sin, but we begin to become silent. That's the time that it's time to speak. It's time to act. Because you, how many of you know that the devil, if he can in your life, he will take the situation that you've gone through and he will give you thoughts and he will beat you and beat you and beat in your mind until you can't function in your physical. Until you've got what would seem to be a spiritual leprosy that's eating you up. because you Because we sit sometimes and we let the thing that's going wrong... Beat us between the ears, so to speak. Pastor likes to say that. You get beat between the ears, and then the rest of your body won't do anything. How many of you know your body can't go anywhere your head doesn't go? You know, the Bible says we're a three-part being. We're spirit, we're soul, and we're body. The spirit longs and calls out and draws near just as a normal to the Lord. The body, though, how many of you know this body? It hardly ever, I mean, it doesn't ever want to do it. It's an accident if He wants to do what the Lord wants to do. The flesh part of it. It's kind of just, you know, it's it seemed good anyway, you know. But uh the mind, the mind is where our battlefield is. The mind is where we have to win the battle. And if we can get a two-thirds majority, we can get this physical, this body, this... this um, earth suit thing that we have that we're dealing with to go ahead and line up with the Word. If we can get the mind to line up with the Word. Amen? The Bible says no one knows the things of the Spirit except for the Spirit of God. Now here's what we're talking about. If we can get that Spirit man. we Get that Spirit man lined up because this is where the action is going to begin to take place. Nothing happens in our physical that does not first begin to be birthed in the Spirit. Right? Now, we talk about prayer on Wednesday night a lot. And, you know, we, we quote the thing that John Wesley said a lot. It seems that the Lord can do nothing in the earth except His people ask Him. Where's prayer birthed? It's birthed on the inside, in our spirit man. It's birthed where the strength of the Lord is. What I'm encouraging you to tonight is to add, go ahead and yield over to the Spirit. Go ahead and yield over to the Spirit. The Spirit knows God's will for you and He knows His plan and He knows the answer to the situation in your life. But the thing is, just like what, I, what I've said just a minute ago, is if we wait on the Lord to give us some spectacular revelation, some just flamboyant something, the Word, or tell us exactly what to do, we're going to be waiting, sitting, waiting, waiting. Time to act, time to act, time to draw near romans eight twenty six romans eight twenty six and the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for there are times when we don't even know what we should pray for or how we should pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings which cannot be expressed in words, and the Father knows all who knows all hearts, knows what the spirit is saying, for the spirit it pleads with us believers in in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for good to those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Amen. And so you know what? The Spirit of God knows. The Spirit of God knows that answer. But you know what? We have to go up. We have to yield over to Him. We have to draw near to Him. We have to get into the Spirit before He can give us the answer in the Spirit. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, you know, it's kind of like um, you can stand on the side of a pool and wish you could get wet and hope somebody might splash a little over on you every now and then, but if you don't jump in that pool, you're going to be still standing there hot wishing you could get wet. But you know what? If you want to get the mind of the Spirit, if you want to get the strength of the Lord, then you have to just go ahead and step over into that Spirit, draw near into God and, and, and come in the Spirit in prayer. The Lord said, Come to me, if if you are lacking wisdom, come to me. I don't upbraid, I give wisdom liberally. Where does wisdom come from? Spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. The eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our spirit being enlightening, enlightened, that we might know the hope that He's called us to. Some of us have lost the hope. We've lost the hope that He's called us to, and He's saying, Come back over. Come back over. Be a doer. Do what you know to do. Get back over into my spirit. Come on, draw draw nearer to me. How many of y'all have children? Our little boy, our three-year-old, he's starting to, when we fuss that, when we, you know, discipline him. And Lord, you ought to discipline your children. And, And I don't care how old they are. They're in your house. I know my oldest is three, but I was a child. It hadn't been that long ago. And I don't care how old they were. You need to discipline them. You need to set a parameter. You need to set a boundary. And you need to let them know that mom and dad are the authority there. They are your spiritual heads as long as you are under their roof. Amen? Amen. And discipline. And the Lord says we ought to do it. How many of you know sometimes when you discipline your child, they want to go off... And pout, Or start, you know, until they learn not to, they want to start swinging at you and no and hollering and screaming. They, they They do not. I mean, you know, the Lord says the ones He loves, He disciplines. And we discipline our children because we love them. That's the only reason there is for discipline. If you don't discipline your children in love, find another way to do it. Get over in love, because the only reason we ought to discipline our children is because we love them and we refuse to let them go the way of the world. Amen? We refuse. I told my three-year-old one day, I remember the first time, I think it was the very first time that I really disciplined him hard. We were at church up in, before we moved, and he was just not obeying me, not doing anything, just having him a field day at the four-year of the church. And I was, I just got all tore up. I was, you know, you want to do, I, what do you do, you know? And I got him in the restroom there at that church. And it just came and I said, and I did. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because yeah, no instruction book with the children, except for fathers, don't provoke them to anger and discipline them. That's all you get, really, you know? <laughs> That's all you get. Train them up in the way they should go. They, you know, you've got the same word. But I got in that bathroom and I said, Father, what do you want me to do? How do I do it? And it came right up out of me and I looked him right in the face and I said, I love you too much to let you act like this. And I disciplined him. Right? That's the way the Father feels about us. I love you too much to let you act like this. Stop it. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Over in the things of the Spirit. Over in the things of the Spirit. Because the Spirit of God knows what is the will of God. And if we'll begin to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of our fleshly desires, our, our, our desires for other things, what enters in and chokes the Word? The desire for other things. May it be material things. Oh, I want a bass boat. Oh, I want a new TV. Oh, I want a car. Whether it be that, whether it be our lust for what we wish we had, the home we wish we had, the husband we wish we had, the wife we wish we had. the Oh, I thought, you know, I thought that, you know, I got over in this Christianity thing and somebody by error taught you that you were just going to get rich. The Bible says, woe unto those who think that godliness is a means by which to gain wealth. That's not true. The lust for other things draws us away from the Word and from the things of the Spirit. Um, So we need to yield. We need to yield. Now unto Him that is able to keep us from stumbling and to set you before the presence of His glory without blemish. To the only God and Savior through our Lord Jesus Christ be all glory and majesty. Through one, through, to the only one that's able to keep us from stumbling. Through, to the only one that's able to lift us up out of that deadness and out of that mess that we're in. To the, you know, to the only one. Draw near. Draw near. He has things He wants to say to you. He has direction that He wants to give you out of His Spirit. He has unction that only He has. When we don't know what to pray for, when we don't know what to do, He does. He's the only one that does. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't times that you may have problems and that you need to talk to somebody. I feel like that the Lord, He said there's safety in a multitude of counsel. I'm not saying shut yourself off from everybody and don't talk to anybody. That's not what I'm... But, you know what, ultimately... If you're gonna pick, let me say this, dear Lord. If you're gonna pick somebody to talk to, don't pick somebody that's doing worse than you are. <laughs> don't pick somebody who's got their own mess and they're struggling so hard that they can't find a way out on the same issue that you're talking about. I mean, it's like you know this is a far out um thing, but you don't, you know, if you if you're an alcoholic and trying to get free, you don't go to the bar and cry to, to cry to your buddy. You know, that's a worldly example. If you're in the church and you want your marriage to get better, you don't pick somebody that's been married, I don't know, five times, and that's not doing good in the marriage they're in. Now there are people who have been married multiple times who have gotten right with the Lord. They're in their marriage and they're just having just heaven on earth. They're just blessed. There's people like that, and if you got somebody that's got a good track record, maybe they could tell you how to avoid the pitfalls. But make sure that it's somebody who is excelling. In the area that you're in, don't go and because you know what, if we go to people who um, are struggling themselves, then we begin to feed off each other and just get all caught up in a big old in a big old mess, right? You know, pick somebody, find somebody. If you're going to talk to somebody, find somebody that's where you want to be, and go feed on them, go pull from them. Because they may they may be able to have, but but ultimately you're hoping that they've got the mind of the spirit. You, you you want to be with somebody who who has evidence in their life of having the mind of the spirit, but still the the still our primary way to find our direction, to find the thing that's right and the things that we should do in our life is through the word and through unction and the drawing on the Holy Spirit that's within us that we can communion with every day. Jesus said, I go away and I leave you a helper. You know, the disciples, they've been with Jesus for these three years and they're thinking, well, Lord, what could be better? I know they were. Well, what could be better than having you here? You're here. But you know what? The Holy Spirit, Pastor Brian just went to West Virginia the last three days um, and Jesus was a human when he was here. If Jesus goes to West Virginia, I can't talk to him face to face. But the Holy Spirit comes and dwells and lives inside of us. He wants to fill us up. He wants to be our direction. And, and two, He wants to be the strength in the days where you, where you're thinking, my goodness, can we just end today at two o'clock? Because if we could just start tomorrow, it may be better. Have you ever had a day like that? It is 1.30 and it would be so good if today would just end at two today. Because you know what? The Bible says over in Jude, um, Jude verse 20 but You beloved building yourself up on your most holy faith, faith praying in the Holy Spirit praying in the Holy Spirit As if you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit or if you've leaked out songs need to be refilled with the Spirit refilled, refilled with the power of the Spirit because the Bible says that we can that we can build ourselves up that we can increase our faith by yielding and being over in the Holy Spirit Amen? Talking about leaning on the Spirit. Drawing near to the Lord. Acting. Dear Lord, let's don't stay in the spot we're in. You know what? And even if your life's going good, this isn't all about a life going bad. Even if your life's going good, it's still time to act. Don't sit down and think, I've arrived. No, you haven't. Sorry! If you had arrived, you'd be like Enoch, and God would say, come on up. Come on. Come on up, cause, because you got it. You got it. So let's not think that this is just a... A thing, you know, well, I'm not having any problems. This word ain't for me. Yes, it is. I ain't Draw near. Are you raising the dead yet? You know, have you, have you, have you arrived? Please, nobody raise their hand. You know, you know, why sit we here in the same spot we're in? There's so much more. There's so much more. And the Lord wants us to have it. The Lord wants us to have it. The Bible says, switching over a little bit to praying in the Holy Spirit, that when I pray in the Holy Spirit, that my spirit prays. My spirit prays. The people around me don't understand me, but it's a connection from me to the Lord. From me to the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. What is it then? I'll pray with the Spirit and I'll pray with my understanding. That's what Paul said. I can't get it through with my known words. I'll yield over and I'll pray in the Holy Spirit. And I'll, and I'll yield to Him. Because again, He knows the plans and thoughts that He has toward you. And His plans and thoughts toward you are not to leave you in the place you are, wherever it is you are. It's of increase. It's of future. It's of hope. Change is coming if you don't just settle for what you've got. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's take some time and let's pray tonight. Let's pray. Because you know what? What I, what I figure and what I assume, I, I know my life. I've got the two children. I'm pastor Cheyenne. I'm pastor's wife. But then I have my own calling and my own things that I do. And, and I have, um, Responsibilities that, and I, and I'll be honest with you, if I don't stop and make an absolute stand that I will get in the Word, that I will pray, that I will get the mind of the Lord, I can, I can get my day going and, and miss it, not do it, not do it. And I know we all lead lives like that, and a lot of times, and that's why Wednesday nights are good. Wednesday nights are good. We can come. We can come here, recharge in the middle of the week, but I'm gonna give you time tonight to pray. Some of you hadn't asked the Lord about your situation. Some of you hadn't taken time to talk to the Lord about what's going on. You're thinking, well Lord, I would get up and do something. I would act if I just knew what. If I just knew what. Well, He's the one that's gonna tell you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well, glory to God. Let's get some prayer mixed music and we're gonna yield over and ask and pray. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we worship you and we honor you, God. We thank you.